Hello and welcome to FDTTV. No, how's it going? Um, I'm Mike. I'm Ian. I'm George. And this is, as I said, on the air with FDTTV. Yeah. Interesting question. It is. It is an okay. interesting question. And the interesting <laughs> question is, are you subscribed? Because if not, just take a second to go and support us over on YouTube. It makes all the difference to us. It makes us feel a lot better about everything in the world at the moment. But big news, and not the news that is coming home, the news that from the 19th, events will be full. Premier League season, full stadium. Until the next lockdown. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. Positive. We're going to be positive. No, no, no. We're going to... Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's, so, um, it was good to see so many people at the stadiums. Oh, uh, certainly at Wembley for... Uh, well, in fact, no, all of the stadiums. Yeah. I think um, it made a difference at Wembley when we played Germany, certainly. Mm. Certainly did. And obviously in Italy, where they tried to stop us coming, we were an irre okay. irresistible force. Did they not? Did they not know what <laughs> happened years ago when we had an empire? We just steal everyone's Fine. shit and claim it as our own. <laughs> come on, Italy, work it. No, out. it's good. But we did. Good. We did advance against Ukraine. Quite convincingly, Very so. Comfortably. Mm. Um, 100%. I, I do think that they Ukraine looked tired. I said this when, when we first kicked off. In the first couple of minutes, they looked tired. I think they had a, a harder few games than we've had. I know we played Germany, but, but they played a difficult Sweden game that went to 120 minutes with a few injuries and everything else. And I think that definitely played in our favour. Mm. So I said to my missus before, and I said... We're either going to lose one nil here or we'll absolutely romp them. And thankfully, we robbed them, didn't we? Yeah, man. It was quite. Harry Kane on the score sheet again. Was. It, it, I think he maybe has found a little spark in, in his game. Um, About time. I, I, I mean, he still wasn't pressing enough for me. Um, but when Calvert Lewin came on, he didn't press either. And, and no. he's usually someone who's chasing down the ball all game and has been this season, which is why he's been so prolific this season. So part of it me <clears> thinks that it must be an instruction by Gareth Southgate for the strikers not to press, which is a little bit frustrating because mm. you think we could have potentially been so much further forward than we have been if they'd been pressing from the front. But mm. we're, getting, Another we're, getting, clean sheet. we're getting victories. And yeah, another clean sheet. Only team in the competition not to concede so far and win the semi-finals. I don't know if anyone's ever done that so far. That was a question that was put to me by the missus. She said, you know all these weird and wonderful stats. Has anyone ever got as far as what we have without conceding a goal? And I went, I don't know. Really don't. So if you do know, please get us at us on Twitter and let us know. It would be very nice, interesting facts to know. Does that mean... Jordan Pickford is now going to go to a big club. Well, I say Everton are a big club, but a, a bigger sort of world-renowned club because he's one of the best in the world? Or is it just a little bit of luck? Personally, I think he's been quite fortunate because I think the, the defence, dare I say, has actually been fairly steady. I know that he's had to stop a couple of shots, but I genuinely think some of those, shot, uh, some of those stops have been more for the cameras. 
um you know like the the spectacular uh, reach in reach in reach in uh, but i'm not i'm not gonna play him down he's 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 kept the ball out of the net yep fair play to him um but i just i can't see him at a bigger club so you're the likes of united your chelsea's your cities i, I can't see it i think Dare I say, he's probably at the level he should be. Yep. Um, and I don't mean that disrespectfully for Everton <clears throat> by any stretch of the imagination. I, I I genuinely don't see him being at any other club. For yeah. the time being, anyway. Most definitely. I mean, he has only got little arms, uh, but he does also mm-hmm. like a bit of a clanger. I mean, that when he come out and tried to do a, a manual Neuer and hoof the ball left-footed, that that was a, a mistake waiting to happen, wasn't it? And then he, he seemed to lose <laughs> his head a little bit. I was a little bit concerned. But we still... I we think still... I was just out of boredom. We're just like, <laughs> do, you, do you think that... Now, Everton fans will probably hate this, but you know when you, you was a kid over the park and you used to like run up and it, kick the ball as hard as you can, you used to shout Gerard, didn't you? Gerard! That's what he shouted. Whose name Drickney shouted as he booted that? What I want to know. I reckon that was a full-on Peter K. Abbott. Abbott! <laughs> yes. Oh, you might be right. You might be right. Now, here's the thing, right? Yarmolenko. Seven goals behind Shevchenko now for Ukraine. Overall. Could possibly be his last tournament. I mean, he's been injury-stricken. He's getting on a bit. He's not played very much football at all for West Ham. And for me, as a West Ham fan... He plays differently for his country. Um, if he played like that for West Ham, we don't need another striker with him and Antonio, providing we can keep one of them fit. Surely that's a, a way forward. But I, somehow I think he's uh, he's going to have to make way for us to keep Declan Rice. That is a conversation for later. First semi-final, Mike. You predicted Spain to win it. I predicted Italy. We've got we've got yeah. that we've got that game at the semi final stage, so one of us is 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 going to be more right than the other. There is there is no yep. uncertain about that. I mean, Spain have, have shown their class throughout the tournament. They have they have long spells where they look a little bit lackluster. Uh, I mean, growing up watching some of the great Spain teams that won things back consecutive tournaments back to back, that they have long periods where. They don't look like they're interested. And then a good 10 minutes where they look world class. Um, and Italy, on the other hand, we've seen a more attacking Italy than I think anyone's ever seen before in the history of the world. What's your take on that game? Who would you rather play as a fly? He's been, I've been trying to get him for days. Um, who's your, um, <laughs> who, who was your preferred opponent for England? Well, for, Getting to the final, um, and why? Um, <clears throat> based on performances that we've seen in the tournament so far, I think my preference would be to play Spain. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I think Italy are going to absolutely spank um, <clears throat> Spain in the, in the next round. Um, they were very fortunate, I think, in the uh, round of 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, got taken to extra time, obviously scored the, the extra two goals. Uh, also in 
the last round scrape through on penalties. To be honest, I think they're riding their luck. Um, <clears throat> it's going to take a massive, massive performance from Spain. Uh, a, to keep a clean sheet, and B, to score the goals. Um, because I know they have scored some goals in the tournament already, but... Uh, for me, they just don't look convincing, whereas Italy, on the other hand, as you mentioned, have been very attacking. Um, personally, I think it's going to be Italy in the final. Yep. I would prefer to play Spain just on the basis that they have, um, as I said, ridden their luck th throughout the whole tournament um, and I think would be the more beatable opponent. But who's to say that... On, on our day, we're, we're undefeated in the tournament so far. Um, we obviously dropped the points against Scotland, but like I mentioned earlier, there's um, we haven't we haven't conceded a goal yet. Mm -hmm. um, I just yeah, I th Spain would be my preference in the final. I don't think it's going to happen. I think in Italy are going to romp it, um, and providing obviously we beat Denmark, happy days. Um, yeah, I think. Could be an England-Italy final. And I, th I think if we were to face Italy in the final, we would see a lot of the um, the shithousery that we have seen from the Italian sides where they go a goal up and then they become, I want to say, untouchable. Where any time you so much brush, par brush, brush past them, um, a gust of air will blow them down. So, yeah, I, um, I th it's... If we do get to the final, Italy, I, th I think, is the team that will play unless they have a massive off day. And um, it'll be a good, good final, I think. I know exactly what you mean about when a bit of air brushes past them. You know that, that scene from, uh, I think it was Avengers, We've Got a Hulk. I think that needs to be changed where they start diving and go, we've got a Jack Grealish. <laughs> Let's show you how it's done properly, lads. Come on. Keep up. Yeah. Um, we we obviously Saka missed. Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> Saka missed the last game through a bit of a niggling injury, and he's available for selection again. Mm -hmm. Um, Sancho did all right, I think, for his first minutes in the tournament. Um, who who do you start? Would you bring Saka back on, or would you leave Sancho in because he didn't really make a mistake? I think that's where you've got the luxury of having both those players because they both like to take on players, granted sometimes unsuccessfully, but they do like and are quite capable of taking on players. Um, I, th I think you, you're going to disappoint fans for, for both players, depending on whoever you pick. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any reason to drop... Sancho, as you mentioned, he had a pretty good game. But then again, the performances that we've seen from Saka, he's been absolutely outstanding, not only for, for the country, but for his club as well. So it's, it's a really tough one. But you've also got the luxury is of um, the, the five substitutions. Yep. So depending on what happens in the game, both of them have got pace, both of them have got skill. As I mentioned, they both like to uh, take on players. Therefore... If if one uh, starts to tire a little bit, you bring the other one on, and they're they're players that can cause issues for teams. Hundred percent. I, I I think you've you've hit now on the head there. We we do have a luxury of, of substitutes on on the bench. I think in in some senses, when you look at our squad as a whole, 
they there is a lot more squad depth there and a lot more quality um buying for every position than the other countries have got uh, and i think some of that is maybe the luxury of being able to take uh three extra players than you do normally um but I, can't think where we're going I mean the, the the other possibility that you have with that is that you can play i suppose play them both at the same time because we have seen at times throughout the season uh with Saka playing at the wing back position where he's had to cover for injuries and stuff yes uh, so that's also a possibility where they can overlap each other um but i think it's it's probably going to be a, a similar formation that we've seen pretty much throughout the tournament already mm. um and I, I think it will be one or the other. Yeah. I, I believe it will be one or the other. I, I do think finally as well, uh, although they've both got gone sort of unsung, um, we found the perfect midfield pairing in Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips. Uh, both both mm-hmm. defensively sound, but both can drive forward. Um, I'd say Phillips is a little bit more pronounced in, in going forward. Um, I mean, if only Gerard and Lampard could have worked that well together, then maybe we would have seen a lot more success in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Do you... I mean, he has brought on Jordan Henderson a bit more coming on to games. Do you think he's going to dump the pairing of Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice, which has worked phenomenally, and put Henderson in there? I don't think he would. I think, for me, Henderson, obviously, we have mentioned quite a few times throughout the uh, the Euro podcast that uh, sorry even just before as well saying that Henderson hasn't had the minutes throughout the the whole season and like you just mentioned um, Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice have built up a really solid partnership again it wouldn't surprise me because we have seen the substitutions for Declan Rice for Jordan Henderson um, I don't think I, I I think it would be stupid going into the next round for breaking up that partnership for something that's working so well. But at the same time, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, again, we see the substitutions of Henderson in the second half of um, the game, depending on how things are going. I mean, it may be something that may be saved until potentially the final, again, if we make it, yeah. the, the, you may see that disruption. But certainly for the next round, I don't with with the amount of days rest that they've had between the fixtures. Granted, I know they've had a bit of travelling to do, but it's only to Italy, so it's two and a half hours on the flight yeah. on the plane. Uh, I don't I don't think that he should break up that partnership. Yep, yeah, no, that, that's that's very very sound logic there. Um, I I have to totally agree with you. Um, I mean, we did see Jordan Henderson break his duck for England. Um, he was one of the only players, one of the only players to have over fifty caps and not uh, score a goal. He's had a few ruled off for offside and things like that, and I thought he might have been offside for this one, but it wasn't. So, yeah. I mean, as much as as much as it winds me up that he's a Liverpool player and things like that, um, it is always good to see people scoring for their country. Um, and actually, he had a little bit more passion there than he did when he missed penalties. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Um, Denmark. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people are saying, hey, "Who are we going to play? Spain or Italy in the final?" We've got to get past Denmark, um, and they're there on merit. That's the only reason they are there. I do think potentially is a banana skin waiting to happen because we should beat Denmark. Um, not really known for being a great 
footballing powerhouse as a, as a nation. Um, but they are all rallying around the obviously tragic incident with Christian Eriksen in the first one of the first games of the tournament, which seems so mm-hmm. far gone now that it sort of slipped people's minds. Do you think that little bit of extra incentive of of sort of doing it for him because he he may not ever play again will be a decided factor, or do you think it's just we'll weather the storm a little bit and and take control? Um, they've definitely got the fire in their bellies without a shadow of a doubt. Um, it's such a traumatic thing, not only for <clears throat> Christian Eriksen, but for the players around him as well. Uh, we saw obviously the, the horrible scenes at the start of the tournament, <clears throat> which, um, what, yeah, again, not only disturbing for, for him, obviously they didn't, he was gone for a matter of minutes, but obviously managed to revive him and obviously on behalf of us we've said it again we've said it before we'll say it again the best of luck to him and hopefully we'll um we'll get back playing i very much doubt it but you never know crazier things have happened look at uh daily blind he's still um still making a professional living out of uh, a, a similar situation so <clears throat> um in answer to your question yes i think that there is gonna be that element to their game um i don't think that they would have done themselves a disservice by going out this round if they do go out. Very much emphasis emphasis on the uh, if, because like you said, it's it's definitely going to be a, a tougher game compared to the game at the Ukraine. But um, I do think that we will... I'm almost dreading saying this just in case the inevitable happens, but um, ultimately I do think, touch wood, that we will win this next round. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's going to be comfortable. It wouldn't surprise me if we do concede our first goal of the tournament. But we, in in the moments that we have gone forwards, we have looked sharp going forwards. There haven't yeah. been that many opportunities. Uh, certainly in the group stages. Obviously, only scoring two goals in the uh, the opening group games anyway. But I mean, we've definitely pushed on in the last couple of games. Obviously, two goals against Germany, four goals against the Ukraine. But again, I do, I do think I do think we will win. Um, but I think Denmark are definitely going to make it hard because obviously they will want to win for Christian Eriksen. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, finally, I mean, if, if you're if you're still here at this point, go over to our YouTube channel and put on the comment sections on there who you think is going to be in the final. Um, and ultimately, who you think is going to win? We want to know. We want to get involved. Join the conversation. Um, we're not quite at the end of the tournament yet, but for me, there are a number of players who've caught my eye. Um, who thus far have been your players of the tournament? Um, I've got to say, Sterling's one of them. Yep. Um, again. He's a player I think had been written off uh, for this season uh, in the Premier League. Wasn't being as used as much as what he was previously, um, but certainly shown his quality. And if he is on the way out of Manchester City, he certainly staked his claim uh, to demand similar wages as to what he is currently on. Um, And I think whoever buys him will definitely benefit from him. Um... Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, 
I mean, for me, Jan Sommer, the Swiss goalkeeper, yes. uh, been phenomenal. Yes. He's made the most saves uh, this tournament. He's saved a number of penalties as well. Um, and I think in the last penalty shootout, he was he was sort of let down a little bit by his uh, his counterparts because he did his part and they just couldn't put it in the back of the net. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, for for me, I think his displays this this tournament have been phenomenal. Um, and as much as we all like to see an absolute screamer, we also like to see some really good saves and just someone absolutely bossing their own box. Um, mm -hmm. For me, he, he's been... And my final one, because I agree wholeheartedly with, you with, with Sterling. He's got that far in his belly. He's got a point to prove. Uh, and long may it continue. Um, Pedri is the other one, who is playing for Spain. Young 18-year-old, plays for Barcelona. Um, gets bits and pieces games for Barcelona and, and you see his quality, but he's put the most balls into the box, um, and most forward passes in the tournament, and everything he seems to do is attacking, and it's fast and it's it's quality. Um, and I think he's certainly a player to watch, certainly for the future, being so young. Um, but mm -hmm. I think he's been exciting for me. Like that's that's where all of Spain's attacks seem to come from. Is he gets a ball and wants to go forward with it. It's not that. Sort of passy sideways let's wait for a gap to open up um hopefully one day i mean barcelona are dumping players like there's no tomorrow so we may see him in the premier league sooner rather than later um but i, I would like to see him playing at in the premier league i think he could he could tear defenses apart and, and be a real real entertainer in years to come there's one other player i do want to give a shout out to now um when we have played this particular team um, for for both teams, certainly for Arsenal and West Ham, uh, this this opposition, I think, have been very kind in not only responding to our polls that we put out on Twitter, um, but also watching our pre-match previews, which again will be coming on, uh, very soon into the new season. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll be completely honest, I didn't really know much about him. Uh, before the tournament. However, for, for me, he's been one of the standout players for England. We have already mentioned him, uh, but Calvin Phillips. Um, I think he's been absolutely outstanding and is certainly a player that, if, if I'm, not, I'm not saying this would happen, but if we were to um, make a sign in this season, I, he would be one of the players that I would go for. Yeah, I think he's been absolutely outstanding in the England shirt. Um, does love a big tackle. Um, can ping some balls balls around. He's got a good pass on him. Yep. Um, we have seen a couple of shots from him as well. Obviously, he haven't scored, but there was uh, one I think one in the early games absolutely larriped it. Um, <clears throat> so I th I think under the right management, I think he would be an asset to our team. Um, certainly from the from from an Arsenal perspective. Yep. And I have seen a quite a lot of people obviously saying sign him up on social media. I think, and I think if if Granit Xhaka was to leave, I think he would be a good replacement for. Yeah, I mean I've got to be honest. He he's one of those players who has sort of dragged leads along for a while. Um, I mean when he was out injured in in the middle of last year, they they that's when they had their run of losses. Um I think Leeds fans have known all along what he's capable of. They've seen it for a number of years now. 
But I do I mean I was one of them. Is he had moments in the Premier League, but it was like, ah, uh, is it is he really the real deal? And actually, he showed on on one of the biggest stages in the world. He is more than capable of running a game against arguably one of the best midfield players of the last ten years. In in Modric, mm-hmm. he put him in his pocket and 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 took him for a ride that whole game. Um, and I think you're right. I think he's proved a lot of people who a lot of the naysayers wrong. Um, and actually could be a struggle for Leeds to keep him. I think a number of number of teams, especially the bigger teams, will be looking and saying, actually, he's quality and he doesn't stop. Um, I think some of that credit's got to go to the Bielsa, isn't it, with, for, for the way he trains mm. and wants to play. Um, but, yeah, it'd be very exciting, especially if he can carry that form into next season for Leeds. Absolutely. Um, now, we're going on to Premier League. And I know you say you haven't got you're not you're trying not to get invested in any rumours. But but I've seen one or two rumours that go for me that for Arsenal that are like, oh hello. Um but come on, what's what's your biggest rumours so far? Since last week. Oh. <laughs> I, I know you want to avoid it, I'm gonna drag you in every week. Um <clears throat> so the I think one of the biggest ones that I've seen today um, is uh, Matteo Guendouzi potentially out of Arsenal. Yep. Um, there has been apparently a thank you message that went up on social media earlier, was very quickly <laughs> removed. Um, but it looks as if he has a great term somewhere. I don't know the destination is yet. I'm assuming somewhere potentially in France or I, back in Germany. I saw um, him linked with Marseille. Mm. Uh, it, it, to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if it is back to uh, back to France. Obviously, it's his home country. So, um, and he has he has got a talent there. I just don't think he's very much early Jack Grealish f- for me. The attitude is all in the wrong place. Um, not not matured yet enough. And I, ge- I genuinely don't think that um, Mikel Arteta fancied him in the team at all. So uh, yeah, he's he's one I've seen potentially out. Excuse me. Obviously, I've just mentioned about Granit Xhaka. Obviously, being heavily with Roma. Apparently, personal terms have been agreed. We're just trying to uh, organise the transfer fee. Mm-hmm. Um, Basuma is one coming in. Eve, uh, Eve's Basuma from Brighton. Yes. Yep. Um, so that's one I have heard um, or I have seen. Sorry, that which is. Uh, possibly a contender for there was someone else um, Ben White obviously we've mentioned previously uh, I don't know what's going on with that one um, the whole of Syria I think is uh, also linked with us uh, Spain Spain um, not so much Scotland um, no in, in all seriousness like I said I've I've tried to avoid it but those are the ones that you do hear Kind of creeping up, yeah. I mean, again and again. I mean, you mentioned there Gwendouzi, um, had moments for Arsenal, didn't he? Where his quality, you thought, hang on, this is he's a he's quite a little player here. Mm. Um, and I, I do think you're right, he, 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 I think he's at a crossroads at this point in his career where he's going to go one or two ways. He will go the way of Jack Grealish, where it sort of started to get on track and, and his attitude matched then his skill level, and you see him now tearing up the Premier League. Or he's going to go the route of Ravel Morrison, who had 
bundles of ability and showed moments of brilliance, but his attitude never worked, and actually he's drifted into obscurity. Um, let's hope it's the former rather than the latter. But mm-hmm. would you? This is a difficult question. If you sold him now, in two years' time, two, three years' time, he's matured a little bit because he's still a young lad. Would you have him back if he sorted his attitude out? Or would you go, You've, I've been there, done that, we've learned a lesson once, let's not risk it again? That is a tough question, but I suppose it, it depends on the level and how, um, how you see him progress. Mm-hmm. Personally, I like like you said, there was there were there were moments of brilliance within his game. However, I think I've seen too much negative football. But I mean, sideways and backwards, sideways and backwards passing. Love to go a bit rash in challenges. Um, I just don't think he's the right player for us at the moment. Obviously, a couple of years down the line, like we said, if he uh, if he matures a lot, his game improves. Possibly, but then I suppose you could really say that about anyone. Uh, Hector Bellerin, if he went off to um, Barcelona or Atletico or, or somewhere like that and his game improved, would I have him back? Quite possibly, but um, I would say no. Um, I have I haven't seen enough for me to for him to impress me, but I I have seen quite a lot of Arsenal fans uh, go to social media when this first kind of broke out. I mean it's the same with Saliba as well. He's another one I've seen. Apparently uh, a loan agreement has been uh, reached already for him. He's another player I can't see on the books for Arsenal for for much longer. Yeah, <laughs> just on the basis that last year was supposed to be his transitional period, and um, it did relatively well from from what i've read but again just hasn't had the chance to to show his ability and with a couple of the center backs that we have um or that we had david louise obviously is now gone i know we do still have the likes of rob holding uh callum chambers um um gabriel yep magalash um, so we, I, I suppose we do have some of that cover within the team and it wouldn't surprise me again well, us going in for, for Ben White as soon as I saw that we were linked with him um, I, I said to uh, I said to Dan, I said I can guarantee you Saliba won't be playing for us next season um, and it looks as if potentially that's right um, but again it's something to see I think it, in, in some senses though it shows that Arsenal have learn to rectify their mistakes quickly a lot of clubs don't um, and they try to drag it out and, and make good on a signing which really hasn't worked out mm-hmm. so in some senses i think it's possibly a good thing in in a bad one in a bad way because actually you never got to see him grace the pitch but but in other senses if something's not right behind the scenes then on the pitch it's not going to be right either um, mm. Another bit of news I did read: you've now paid up your final instalment of Ozil's three hundred and fifty k a week. What a hell of a bill that is off the books! <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but then obviously we've got the likes of Abamyang on his two hundred eighty grand a week. Um, 
<laughs> Steady. That's fine again. Um, yeah, so we've we still got a few higher higher wage earners uh, on the books. Obviously, Willian, we got him on a free transfer, so he's obviously demanding quite a higher wage. Um, and I think he's oh no, he's still got two years left on his contract. I know he was one that is potentially touted to be on the way out, but again, it's finding a club that will take him take him on with the wages that he's demanding. Yeah, so. in, in fairness, with, with the the wages that he's demanding, over one hundred eighty thousand pound a week. Uh, which, if he was on fire last season, you, I would give him without a shadow of a doubt. But he had the same amount of goals as Liverpool's goalkeeper. So, you mean, you can't really go, oh, yeah, I'm a, a really attacking midfielder and I only scored one goal. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? Oh, we've um, all had seasons like it. <laughs> um, I mean, for, for West Ham, we've been linked with about 15 strikers, none of which I've heard of. I've, actually, no, I've heard of one of them. Um, one, two of them play for Blackburn, so it's like, oh yeah, that that really powerhouse of of the north, Blackburn. <laughs> um, what are we playing at? Um, I mean, we've we've been linked with a few different Slavia Prague players, a few Croatian players, um, but as of yet, nothing, absolutely nothing. I mean, we we've already started our preseason training, and there looks to be a lot of young faces uh, from the under twenty three squad in training with the first team and I think that's partially because uh, an unprecedented number of West Ham players one went to the tournament but two are still or were still in at the quarter final stage um, mm-hmm. which is which is really good I think that shows a progression as a club is that actually we've got a, a good presence uh, at the latter stages of an international tournament um, Felipe Anderson I think is the biggest one I think he's on the way back out to to Napoli or Lazio, one of the two. And he has moments. We we saw it in the Premier League. He he had the ability to change a game, but but again, the work ethic wasn't there. And mm. it's one of those you think he's I think he's got a year left on his contract, so you're not gonna get much for him anyway. Do you take the punt and put him in your squad and hope that actually his attitude is Bucked up because of the players that we've got in. We didn't have Sue check when he was last there. We didn't have Sue foul. We were getting the boys to work longer and harder, even on, on days off, because they want to be competitive. Um, and some of that may rub off. Um, other than that, it, it may destroy the dressing room atmosphere. So it's a big gamble. Mm. Um, part of me wants to just see the back of him and that be that. But I do want to see him tearing up the Premier League. I mean, he's got the pace, he's got the skill, uh, he's got the ability. Just his head's not in it. Other than that, I don't think we've had any real. We always leave it late yeah, anyway. We... So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hold my beer, mate. Hold my beer. <laughs> um, no, in, in all seriousness, I, I think the transfer market. We have um, seen some of the, the younger players for Arsenal go out on loans and. Um, be sold. Obviously, we had the the loan agreements, but I mean, the, technically, the transfer season only opened was it back in the last week? Yeah. So I know that there could have been uh, some ag- agreements that have been done in principle and stuff like that. But obviously, with the Euro still going on, it wouldn't surprise me if if well, do you remember we spoke a couple of weeks ago about the the one big transfer yeah. and that's going to start like a the dominoes. That's it. All the, gonna fall the, into the, place. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, it 
it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see that until a couple of weeks after the end of uh, the Euros. I mean, we've got one more week or less than a week now mm-hmm. left of the Euros. Um, obviously, then those players are going to want to take a holiday. But with the likes of Harry Kane, for his first three performances, you wouldn't say he'd get into the the old, the, the the balls dog and duck first pub division league just on the basis that he was um, on, on the way he was playing. But obviously, over the last couple of games, I think. So getting back to warranting that three-digit price tag yeah. that Daniel Levy's looking for. Um, again, wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the first to, to go after the, um, the the end of the Euros. Yeah. One other thing that we can also talk about now is Spurs now have a permanent manager. In new um, Yes, it was it was a name that we'd around at the um, the end of last season. It's good to see for Spurs that they've finally got a manager, but from from the rumblings that we heard from the previous managers that have gone for the position, it seemed like they were asking for transfer kitties and all that sort of stuff. And I, I still stand by it. I think for, for Tottenham to make any signings this season, they're going to have to sell one of their biggest assets. Otherwise, it's I would see their transfer business being very, very minimal. Yeah, I mean, they're, um, they're, so, they've been linked with Pjanic, haven't they, from Barcelona? Moved to Juventus on a free transfer, moved from Juventus to Barcelona on a free transfer, and now he's looking to go for a very little amount of money. He's the wrong side of 30. Five years ago, absolutely cracking player, top of, top of the Serie A, uh, bossing, bossing it, but past his prime. And I think that's going to be that's going to be the lot for Tottenham. They always do late transfer business anyway. Uh, when you speak to Spurs fans, mm. but I mean, surely his his number one priority is convincing Harry Kane that they can make something of it. Um, it's it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. I mean, Nuno mm. when, he, when he moved to Wolves was backed in the Championship and brought in some players that you would never thought they could have attracted to the Championship. Um, and, and I don't think he's going to be backed in the same way at Tottenham. I really don't. And I think, no. I mean, oh, excuse me. Um, there's two. I think there's there's two managers who are prime for getting a sack first. Um, one of them being Nuno, a bit like Jose Mourinho. I mean, he, he's a defensive manager, and they went out and attacked in the second half. I don't think Spurs have got the quality of players that um, Wolves had to play like that in in the style that you played in. And the other one, Patrick Vieira. I think arguably the most difficult job of his career so far. Um, mm-hmm. And, well, well, don't get me wrong, even even though now at Spurs, you would... Like I like to see people doing well in in the Premier League. I think if every if every club's playing the best they can play, and are competitive, then it makes for a more entertaining league because anyone can beat anyone. But I think they they they're the two prime for the chop. I mean, was it a couple of years ago we saw Frank de Boer go into Crystal Palace and be sacked after four games? Yeah. I've got a horrible feeling it's going to be a similar fate for Patrick Vieira. I think the only saving grace for him is Crystal Palace 
couldn't get anyone to sign on the dotted line. They were linked with about, what, five or six different managers, and they couldn't get a single one done. Um, so I think in that sense, he, he will be given a little bit more time to get it done because they know that they're going to struggle to get anyone else in or anyone that they want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I I do think Palace are going down this year, even with with him at the helm. I mean, he'd, he'd probably do a job on the pitch still to a certain degree. Um, I think they're they're by far the weakest squad with Zaha wanting out and Eze injured, and a lot of players out of contract. And if, here's a question for you. Go on. Obviously, Nuno at Spurs now. Yeah. Do you see him raiding any of the Wolves players? Um, well, here's the thing. From, from what I've read, um, all being rumours, no confirmed reports, he was linked with Crystal Palace. He was linked with Everton. And he said, I want a couple of Wolves players. And both of those teams said, no, it's going to be too expensive. I, I can only imagine Daniel Levy has said to him, if we sell Harry Kane, we can go out and get a few. Um and if he if he was to go back and get a few, I think he's looking at possibly four players. He's going to look at Ruben Neves. He's going to look at Traore on the wing, Jimenez up top, and Connor Cody. They're the only four from that squad I can see him wanting. I, under, mm. I understand why. Um, but yeah, I think he could potentially try and poach a few of them. But it's a difficult one because... Wolves without Jimenez were a bit lackluster last year. And the same when Tottenham, if Tottenham lose Harry Kane, they're going to be a bit lackluster as well. Are they going to want to sort of change and hope that grass is green on the other side or stick with what they know where they're comfortable without moving all the family? Um, mm. uh, it's a real difficult one. I, I could see Spurs having an absolute shitter of a season, which is good for everyone. I mean, apart from Spurs fans, but not many of them, is there? <laughs> so I think I've spoken to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What was that? Daniel Levy and his wife. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't really like football. She just does it to keep no. him happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I can I can see him going back in for a few. It would make sense to that. I've got some quality there. Um, I mean, Wolves have got a manager I've never heard of. Um, and they've also brought in Trincao from Barcelona on loan, who's a cracking little player. So I do think potentially that is uh, Traore already lined up to be moved on. Um, and as we saw last year, he can go three quarters of the season doing nothing and then have five or six games where he's tremendous, or he'll be tre- tremendous all season. Mm. Is that the sort of player you want to take your risk on for your, your big signing of the summer? I would say probably not. But what do I know? I'm not a scout. I'm not a manager. I'm just a person with lots of opinions. Um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, we all are. Would you take, if you was Nuno, would you want to go back and get any of those Wolves players? I, to be honest, mate, I would have said exactly what you said. Um, I think Traore is, is definitely one that you could lack at. He's got pace. He's got power um has got a goal in him occasionally um yeah i exactly what you said 
exactly what you said. Um, I don't, I don't think you could argue with with that at all. I don't know why I made such a meal like that. Um, yes, I agree. So cut. <laughs> there's no cuts. There's no cut. We don't cut. Um, so next week on the podcast, one of two things will have happened. We will have either brought it home. Potentially gone out in the semi-finals or lost in the final. Now, that would be really good if we did bring it home. If we're going to lose, would you rather lose now in the semis or get all the way to the final, get really excited and then muck it up? For me, losing in the final, if we were to lose anything, because I think it would show progression. Okay. Uh, obviously, we only made it to. Oh, I say only. We made it to the semis in the World Cup a couple of years ago, in 2018. You've um, also, or oh, we're now kind of already equaling that. But for for me, I think the um, if if we were to get to the final again, it would show progression. It would be heartbreaking. Don't get me wrong, but um, I th- I think I would rather lose in the final than the semi final. Just because it's one of those what ifs, because uh, and I say that because from from some kind of freak uh, luck, Italy lose to Spain. Like I mentioned, I think that would be the more winnable of the games, and um, there is the potential there yeah. for not being able to to even get to see that. I think would be a bigger heartbreak, but. So for me, I would rather lose in the final than the semi-final. What about yourself? That's a good question. That's a cracking question. I mean, if I'm honest, losing isn't an option, is it? Come on, we're we're on the home turf this again. We're on home turf again. If we lose, yeah, it's yeah. embarrassing. I know what you're saying about losing in a final. I don't think I'd want to. I think I'd rather I'd rather go out competitively now, like a really hard game where it is like an absolute wonder goal that that beats you. Like if it was like three, two, two, really competitive, and in the ninety-third minute, someone scores a screamer from forty-five yards. I'd rather go out mm-hmm. in that way, going okay. It wasn't meant to be. It was just sort of one of those freak things, rather than getting to the final and then going. Because oh. I, I think that's that's hard to cut. That's hard to come back from. It's mm-hmm. if 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 you can lose in the semis and go okay. We made a mistake or something happened. I think a lot of the players will bounce back. And considering we've got a very young squad, what you don't want to do is is carry that negativity into the next tournament because you'd hope that the likes of... I mean, it's only next year, isn't it? Um, is it next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be. You like you like to Saka, Grealish, Foden, Mount, Rice, Philip. They're all going to be in, certainly, next year. But yeah, I, I don't think we, we want to even think about losing. But if we did lose, I'd rather lose in today's time. Fair enough. But hopefully next week we will uh, be very happy. Because it's come on. It's come on. Um, or, or very hungover. Yeah, I mean, how, how, how many people do you have taken already booked off that Monday? There's got to be a few in there. Uh yeah, for the majority of people, I think they've managed to book the day off. For the other, 
um, there's definitely going to be... A, They're a, all going to be working from home. <laughs> or, or sick days. <laughs> or, oh. A lot of sick days. Even if working from home, there is uh, going to be a lot of sick days, I yeah. think. Right. Well, until next week, I've been Ian. I've been Mike. We have been on the air, and we are FDTTV. Make sure you're subscribed and following on Spotify, and we will see you.